Hi, welcome back. We had a bit of a break for the summer, but it's good to be back and thank you for tuning in. This is the Judaism From Within podcast. I'm Simi Lerner. Just to go over what we do here, we go through the works and the thinking of Rav Shamshan Rafal Hirsch, and right now we're working our way through Chorev. Each individual episode is around 10-12 minutes, where we take a mitzvah, a specific idea, and we develop it from Rav Hirsch's standpoint. And the beauty of Rav Hirsch's approach is that he gives us a grounded, relatable way of making sense of the entirety of the Torah by way of a mission of approaching the world. It's supposed to be insightful and transformative at the same time. So jumping into it, we're at the category of mitzvahs that Rav Hirsch develops called Eidos. Now he has different categories of mitzvahs which we'll leave to another time, but six categories. We went through the philosophical principles which you can find on the podcast called Tyrus. Then we moved on to the second category, Eidos, which are the symbolic gestures, the movements, the actions that take place in our lives that exhibit truths, ideas that we are supposed to live with in our lives but are brought to light through certain actions, be it tefillin, be it a mezuzah, be at the festivals. And now we're working on Rav Hirsch's next stage. Last, we just discussed the fasting and what that is supposed to do, based off the historical, as well as the actions you take place within a fast. But now we're discussing something that's slightly disconnected from the time of this recording. But what I want to try and do is show how it's a active ingredient in our lives, even though it only takes place once a year. We're going to discuss Hanukkah and Purim. Now, the general messages of Hanukkah and Purim are quite well known, but the novelty of Rav Hirsch is how he fits it into the structure of our daily lives along with the rest of the other festivals. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to describe the general framework Rav Hirsch has of how we approach the world and how the ideas embedded in the festivals are supposed to be lived out in our lives. Commitment to these ideas is obviously accentuated at the time of the festival. The truths are supposed to be focused on but it is something that is supposed to play itself throughout our lives. So, the goal is to describe the map, then to describe how Hanukkah and Purim fit themselves in. So the general map is that you have Shabbos, which is a consecration of life, Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, which is a reflection on the life that has been consecrated, the reflection of your daily life. Then Rav Hirsch has the two categories, the physical and the spiritual. The creation of the Jewish people from a spiritual standpoint took place on Shavuos. The creation of our physical existence took place on Pesach. Then he sees the sustainability, the sustainability of the Torah, the living out of the Torah, was Shemini Atzeres, that continuation, that extra relationship we have with God, is Shemini Atzeres. The physical preservation of the Jewish people is Sukkot, which is the living out in the desert, in God's protection. So we have not only God creating us as a people, not only creating us from a spiritual standpoint, but also the creation physically, not only the preservation spiritually, which we would call that relationship, that closeness that we describe over Shemini Atzeres, but also the preservation physically, God's presence in our daily lives, which is given over by Sukkot. But now let's bring in Hanukkah and Purim. Now we can probably see how these fit in, but the way Rav Hirsch describes it is that it's not only important to have our spiritual preservation and our physical preservation going forward, but we also need to have the description of that within the exile. And Chazal used Hanukkah and Purim for that very reason. Hanukkah 
the festival of the spirit. We were under attack, not because of our physical existence, but it was the ideology that the Jewish people stood for. It was the mission of the Jewish people that was under attack. It was under attack by an opposing ideology. And as Rav Hirsch points out, this was the first time this had happened, not because the ideology was so corrupt. No, the ideology that confronted us was tempting because there was truth embedded in it. But it wasn't the truth of a mission. It wasn't the truth of the Torah, in which case we had to stand against it. And that was an ideological stand. And Chazal used that ideological stand that took place in that day to describe how the spiritual preservation of the Jewish people took place in the exile. And how did that happen? Both on the physical level, with the preservation of one man standing up, one man and one family, and that blossoming out to the nation to stand up against this ideology. But we see that being demonstrated with the menorah itself. One jug of oil, one spark, is all it takes to preserve this ideology, this way of approaching the world. So to encapsulate this idea, we have the preservation of the Torah, of the spirit of the Jewish people in exile. And what does it take? What is the walk-away message from Hanukkah? That it takes but one jug of oil. It takes but one Jew. It takes but one idea. It takes that spark to take us forward, for on that spark to build a flame. And this idea relates to life because we have our ups and we have our downs from a spiritual standpoint. But what often brings us back to the path is the recognition or the focus on that one idea we kept to. When everything else is gone, there's always one thing we hold to that allows us to rekindle that fire. So you have the spiritual creation of the Jewish people with Shavuos. You have the spiritual preservation of the Jewish people with Shmini Atzeres. And then you have the spiritual preservation of the Jewish people in the exile with Hanukkah. Now moving on to Purim. Purim, our very being, was under threat. And what preserved us physically? It was the hidden hand of God, God in the dream of a king, where for all intents and purposes you could deny that the Purim story is even a religious one. But that's the answer. We don't see God in the world. We see randomness, we see lotteries, we see dreams, we see king. But in essence, the commitment of the Jewish people that even in that time, God is present in our lives. We call that providence. We call that the world isn't random. Even though it might seem random, it seems that fate doesn't care. Nature doesn't have preferences. But the commitment of the Jewish people is that the preservation of our physical existence in exile is down to the presence of God in our lives. But this blossoms out not only to our preservation physically as a nation, but my experience and my preservation in the world as an individual that I could look at the world as being this random area of tooth and claw, but I could also look at existence as having a purpose. I could look at existence as having a hidden purpose. Not so much that I don't know what to do, but the underlying architect, the underlying author, the underlying preserver is what we call Hashem. And he's present even if I don't see him. And that's the story of the Megillah. It reveals to us that he may not seem so, but Hashem is in our lives. So we have the, moving on to the other side of the fence, we have the physical creation of the Jewish people with Pesach. We have the physical preservation of the Jewish people with Sukkot. And we have the physical preservation of the Jewish people in the exile, where we have the hiddenness of God, but the commitment that that hiddenness doesn't mean non-existence. So we have the spiritual and we have the physical. 
the preservation of the spirit in the exile from one spark, and the preservation of the physical in the exile through the hiddenness of God, the commitment to the existence and the nurturing side of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even in the exile. So we can look at this as the closing of the circle. So, right, we didn't focus too much on the ins and outs of Hanukkah and Purim, but often those things are known. But how that lives itself out in your life today, that is often perhaps not spoken about until you come up to the festivals. But Rav Hirsch's goal was to allow these truths to live themselves out in our lives in a practical way, not only to be remembered, but for the philosophical principles. In this case, when it comes to the preservation spiritually, it's what preserves the spirit in my daily life and what preserves my physical existence, not only from not dying, but also from how I approach the physical world. Is it a random state or is there purpose behind it? And yes, these ideas are focused on when it comes to Hanukkah and Purim, but the goal is to see it in a greater picture, that I can experience it in my daily life throughout the course of the year. And that profoundly changes who I am as a person. So thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and a wonderful upcoming Shabbos.